listening to another episode of Loud About Nothing. It's me, your boy, the hottest dude in the podcast game, Sebastian Canelli. And as always, per usual, we got the cute boy here himself, Robbie Boy. Robbie, say hello to the beautiful people. What's going on, beautiful people? I'm very excited. We have a fucking hilarious dude in the studio today. Uh, he has a new comedy uh, special that is coming out on YouTube. Please check it out. A Night at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, go check it out at YouTube.com, at Mike Feeney Comedy. Give it up for Mike Feeney. Hey, how are you? I'm a little Ooh. upset there wasn't a, a compliment of the, you, you got the hottest boy, you got the cute kid, and then uh. and then Mike Feeney's here, huh? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Way to start. Yeah. You are a classically attractive man. Wow, that's nice to hear. Thank you. you I would have loved that in the intro. And that's, the classically uh, attractive. Yeah, classically. That's fine. I mean, you look like, like, a, like a painting. Like, like a, a Kennedy kid that they hid. That's great. I mean, your hair. How old are you? 35, 36? 35, yeah. Your hair is tremendous. Thanks, man. You what know? do you keeps or, or yeah, you know, no, man. Just, no hymns, no keeps. This is just this is all my family gave me. This is it. This is my wow. inheritance. It's right here. And you got a jawline. Uh, yeah, you know. It's good. I got no facial hair, though. Can't grow facial hair. That's yeah, the problem. Doesn't matter. I got... can't either. Yeah. Neither can yeah. I. It's and tough. I'm desperate. You got tries. something, though. Yours is at least touching. Yeah, I'm touching. Yeah. I mean, this is, I do a, I do a derma roller. I'm, oh, I'm doing yeah. everything I can. Because here's the thing. Girls are like, I like big guys with beards. Uh-huh. Why, though? Why? Why they want? Why do they like the beards? I think the Paul Bunyan really did a number. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> like Paul Bunyan did a lot of heavy lifting for big guys with beards. It also kind of defines the jawline, I guess, and stuff like that. You but, get rid of the double chin. Yeah. Imagine but, a beard. But again, man. Chris Farley, clean shaven for the most part. Not Always. known for pussy though. <laughs> yeah, what do you of course, of course he is. For for sex workers. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> pay for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know I love him so much. I just got my little guy back. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Did you grow up watching? Yeah, Chris Farley. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I mean it, it's funny too because it was like, you know, Chris Farley was obviously the larger than life human, but like David Spade was more of like my like who I was, you know what I mean? Like sure. the skinny, passive aggressive, cunty guy. That, like, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like was my like I uh, Chris Farley was, you know, everybody was he's the funniest person alive. But it was like David Spade was always like, that's the guy I can I I see myself in more than Chris Farley. You know sure. what I mean? I'm not like bursting through rooms and stuff. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good Farley. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I would do it with him when I was a kid. Oh yeah, oh, that's awesome. Man, that was my shit. And my parents hated that. Did they? Yeah, my parents never wanted me to be involved in comedy. My dad was a musician and uh, in the 70s yeah. in the city. Yeah. So it was like. What did he play? A guitar. Nice. Beautiful. Would sing. Yeah. People would love him. And then someone would do comedy afterwards. And it would just be horrible. It's so funny to hear like artistic parents who are angry that their kid is in the arts. Like I would, I thought you were going to be like, they're like doctors and lawyers. You're like, they they didn't want me to do comedy. They didn't want me. They were so mad. They refused to let me go into the arts. What do they do? They play guitar, you know, down in the village, smoke pot. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, they quit. Ah, oh, they became they teachers. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe they like don't go down this path that we went. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's hard. What's but look at it Heartbreak. now. Look at look at you now. Look at me now. <laughs> you've you've you've, you've Two got Chris Farley memorabilia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm in a room that can't child's fit a room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Brooklyn. This yeah. is like desperately a nursery room. Right yeah. Now. Oh, this would be a great nursery. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But you can't fit a bed in here. You can't do nothing. No, no, no. no. This room is so tiny. It's so funny that they're going to start doing that with real estate in New York City right now. They're going to uh -huh. be like, this is like a convertible two bedroom podcast studio. Like, uh -huh. they're, 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 <laughs> that really it's no longer a bedroom. It's just going to be. This is going to be billed as podcast studio. Yeah, the shallow ceilings are great for the acoustics. Yes, the yeah, yes. You see some soundproofing tiles around here. A yeah. little VO session. The closet. Yeah. It's not closet. It's a VO. Uh, <laughs> 
plaza yeah, down. Yeah, it's yeah. recessed from the street, so it's good. Yeah. Um, you drove here. I drove here. I'm a driver. I fucking love to hear it. I'm a driver. I, man. I got a car too. Yeah. What are you driving? Uh, I'm driving the Honda CRV. Uh, the high, but it is this is the 2023. It is the hybrid, doing pretty well. But okay. uh, it does feel. I've always, I, you know, I come from Long Island, so it's yeah. like I originally. So I was, so I grew up driving everywhere. So even when I lived in Astoria for 15 years, I always drove around because my my spot my place in the story used to have a parking spot so that was like oh. huge oh yeah it was it was a game changer but it, it's also like this is a common misconception that people don't realize new york city Manhattan parking after 7 p.m. may be the easiest city in the world to park in. You just roll up and you have a spot. I've never paid Everywhere. for parking ever in New York City uh, before after 7 p.m. Before 7 p.m. it's an utter hellscape that no mm -hmm. one should ever have to go through. But, no, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. My dad used to have. He worked for the um, for the board of ed for oh. the city, so he would have a pass that you uh. could put in the front of your car where you could park anywhere. That's so funny to be like he had like an emergency teaching session that had <laughs> yeah. to happen. <laughs> Someone fucked up an algebra question. Yeah, yeah. Get the pass. <laughs> like where? The what situation? Side. Yeah. <laughs> Parks outside of Mineta's like I gotta get in there. You know, They're, these kids are freaking out about algebra. Um, no, but because uh, I drive too, because I'm from Staten Island, so yeah. it's all like driving culture, and people their minds are blown. Yeah. That you could drive in the city. It's For so sure. easy. And it also, it's like people are like, ah, oh, there's too many cars are going too fast. The only thing you need to do in New York City, it's you have to commit to the commit to the turn. You know, if you're going in a lane, this mm. whole like stutter stop, just turn the blinker on and get in there because the cabs will never let you in. There's a thing, there's a culture in Manhattan of like, and New York City as a whole, where if I put my blinker on, that means that's like an affront to the person in the next lane. So they will speed up as fast as they can because if they get, if I get one car length in front of them, their whole day's screwed, I guess. Yeah. So that's so a loss. They, they yeah. lose. Yeah, they lose. I mean, to be fair, I look at it that way as well. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> I'm not cutting people off, but if I see someone slowly trying to ease in, I'm like, buddy, you missed it. You missed no. your. I'm taking whole shots left and right. I'm I'm closing the gap. It's just you got to just move in aggressively and keep to it. It's about getting that nose in. Once the nose is in. Oh yeah, you can't do anything. My dad was like, he's like, it's hard to get in. He goes, get your nose in. They're not oh, gonna yeah. hit you. Uh dude, greasing people like on you know you got an exit ramp and you just. Get Get in there. You find you're driving down. You go fuck. I'm not gonna be able to get in this. And then one car is looking at their phone. They leave just a little length, and you <laughs> you grease 850 cars off the Grand Central. Oh my god. I love texters and drivers when it's to get off an exit sure, ramp because sure. they always give enough space. Yeah, let them be on their phones. Make it a make it a law. And I and I will say this. I <laughs> make, make it a law. law. Yeah, yeah. When you get make on the highway, you yeah. scroll. Yeah. You enter New York City bo borders. You have to immediately be on your phone texting. Yeah. Um, and be getting notifications a lot. <laughs> I do think that, do you ever get this, uh, if you drive, you ever get the First Avenue run where you time the green lights? Of I mean, course. I did. I've gone from like lower Manhattan to 96th Street of all, I think it's 27 miles an hour. My my dad and I both calculated that is the appropriate <laughs> speed in order to catch the, the when the, the lights sync up to just keep going 27 miles an hour. This is the type of stuff that New York fathers pass to their kids. Yes. <laughs> we don't have heirlooms. We don't have yeah. life lessons. We got 
27 miles an hour, First Avenue, you yeah. won't hit a red. <laughs> you won't hit a red, you're all set. Don't be a sucker and take York or whatever. Oh, but, uh, cab drivers are the best. That's why I like, when it was yellow cabs, they would give you all the tips. Mm -hmm. Uber drivers don't have fucking tips for you because they're on ways. Man, they have no idea what's happening. I never, I never saw an Uber uh, cab driver with like a uh, GPS. No. It's, never. It's, it's also wild. You would just say the address. You didn't even have to say cross streets. You just say the address and they bring you right to the thing. Although, something's happened with the yellow cabs. They, they're like, I got in one the other day. It's like $19 just to close the door now. It, it, yeah, I, 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 I like the, the line for an Uber was like getting, was so crazy or, or like, or maybe it was just far away at JFK or something or LaGuardia or wherever I just flew back from. Yeah. And I, I was like, I'll oh, just take a yellow cab. Just uh, throw back, you know, Whoa. it was like $97 and I live in Queens. It was Jesus. like, it was like unbelievable. I'm like, oh, I'm, this is why you're dead. This is why yeah. you're out of business, you know? Fuck, that's so expensive. I haven't been in one in years. It's so expensive because there's like an airport fee. There's a pickup fee. There's a door close fee. There's a windshield wiper fee. I mean, there's like every fee. Oh, you looked out the window. That's $250. They, they, they gouge you for everything now, man. Yeah, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, I'm not going to take one. I uh, My parents still pick me up from the airport. Oh, yeah? yeah uh, are they still on Staten Island? Yeah, they're on Staten Island. Wow, what a nightmare pickup that is. Oh, but they love it. Do they? They're retired. Okay. So they have nothing to do. Okay. So they want something to complain about for three days. Yeah, I was going to say, this is their yeah. whole day. It's <laughs> oh, like Staten it, Island to, to JFK. I Orleans. do Newark a lot. Ah, oh, okay. That makes so they love, sense. And I'll leave my car in Staten Island. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So then I could just drive. So it's literally an hour for sure, them. Sure, of course. But they, they need that. They need activities when they're yeah. retired. My mom's called me up. You got anything for your dad to do around the apartment? <laughs> really? Yes. Is that is that uh, bored, huh? Yeah. I what don't about think like so. tutoring? Can he do that? I, he could do whatever. I yeah. think my dad's fine. I think yeah. it's more my mother is not fine with him at home. And she was a teacher too. Yeah. Did that make you? Were they like strict disciplinarians? Because my cut, my aunt and uncle were teacher was a teacher and a principal, and my cousin became like very like rebellious teen because they like they were really you know they were kind of like on top of them as a teacher yeah i guess yeah my dad was a principal my mom was a teacher yeah um yeah i, I got in a lot of trouble so did <laughs> <what I'm> saying, <laughs> so did that make you rebel more i don't think it was them i think it was more staten island right i i think that they what i did notice was i would get lectures it wasn't, uh, I'm not good at arguing because in school you can't really argue with the teacher. You can't right. argue with the principal. Sure. I, I got sat down. My dad would talk to me and go, great. Now go think about that. Oh, go think about that. So Interesting. I, it makes women very furious yeah. when they say something to me and I go, okay, I'm going to go think about that. They are so pissed. Not ideal. Because yeah. they don't. I mean, that's the most responsible thing to do. Sure. But you don't want responsible no, when you're men fighting. Are, men are reactionary creatures. We're supposed to be like, hear something, say our immediate response. <laughs> that's kind of how women know our weakness is that they know we have no filter for being like, let me hold on to that, internalize. That's what women do great, you know? But men don't do that. So for us, it's like you say, hey, uh, I don't like the shirt on you. Well, fuck you. I didn't like that dress. God damn it. I turned it out. <laughs> Shit, you know? I know. And it's they don't like when I play their game. No, yeah, this that's how they win. How what else are they supposed to do? They've never had that happen to them before, you know? And I'd never come back with any good response. Yeah, I just yeah. I just no? take longer to yeah. say, and that dress was fucking ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you storm back in an hour later and be like, I got it, you know. 
I just yeah. find the perfect horrible thing to say yeah, rather yeah. than like the the only one in front of me. As being on Staten Island though, do you, is it what a thing? Because I feel like Staten Island and Long Island are very similar in that we both are like it's like a very Italian culture. Yeah. Um, it's also has like this weird. I mean, especially Staten Island has that little brother little brother kind of culture to New York City. Is it like Long Island where you just never went into Staten Island? But I mean, never went into Manhattan, but you constantly were like, I could go there anytime I want. There are people that yeah. do that. My parent, my dad worked in the city. So uh, it was like yeah. we were going in all the time. But I grew up with plenty of people whose like mothers were like, I would never drive to the city. Right. I would never go. I could go. Of course. I went to go see Phantom. You can 94. go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that's literally Long Island. They either go. They You either get out of there when you're 18 or mm -hmm. you die there. That's just yeah. what happens. But concert, as a kid, always, we were like, dude, we can go to New York City anytime. And we would for like concerts and stuff. Sure. But like literally, we'd be like, Any fr how about Friday night? No, no, I'm not going out. I'm not fucking no. sitting in traffic or going on the LIRR. Like all that shit. No, fuck that. Yeah. No, people always, there are people that like just don't. Don't leave Staten Island. And they'll have all these things. Uh, New York is dangerous. Let New me, York is scary. Let me tell you how people don't leave Staten Island. I used to, I used to, like one of my, my day job years ago was to sell beer. So I would like go to Staten Island to try to sell beer, which is like, ah. a great day job. It's just getting drunk. Uh, yeah, but, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah it was you a good go to time. bars, try but, this. But I dude, will too. <laughs> literally, that, that's exactly the job. Um, oh. um, yeah, drunk by two. Uh, but every... Dude, Staten Island was a wild. I'd walk into places and it is 1987 over there, dude. Like yeah. there's still the big hair, the big like eye blush, and well, the stop. You're making me hard. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I feel like jump. I was watching Goodfellas. I was like, "What has happened? How, have, have you guys not been on the television? You know what I mean? They, I they, they still watch Goodfellas. It's yeah, yeah. The furniture like week. that's yeah. the most yeah, recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. All the the plastic wrap the and plastic, all that stuff. The black like marble. Yeah. What's with black toilets and Italians? The shit stain. Yeah, but it's like I don't like pissing. It feels like I'm pissing into a black hole. I mean, I quite literally am, but yes. also I don't. <laughs> it's weird when you can't see anything. You want to know the color? Yeah, what dude. you're dropping off, dude? What if your What if your ass is bleeding? They'll never know. Exactly. They just <laughs> yeah. die. Yeah, yeah. They go take me to the hospital. No, I'll die in my bed. Drop dead. Yeah. yeah. But a black toilet is a very strange. It feels a little too gaudy. You know? I love gaudy. You? Yeah. Do you have a black toilet? No, I mean, you I mean, saw, but I'm saying like oh, if it, it, in your house. No, but I did for a while have the cushion one, the plastic cushion oh, one, like which, the seat cushion. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, yeah. And then, yeah. then like the um, I never got like around the toilet bowl like the frilly carpet. Oh, okay. what are we doing yeah, with that? Yeah. That's a piss collector. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about the squatty potty too now, man. You are. Uh, it has changed. It has changed everything. I don't. Even, I also. I'm, a, I'm getting. A, I'm. I'm in the bidet world now. I'm dipping my uh, toe into you're that. Ah, oh, dude, it is. Wow, you are far from <laughs> Long Island. Buddy, yeah. It is uh, squatty potty and bidet. Yeah, dude. It. Uh, yeah, it's between in the there. both. I got yeah, my legs over my yeah. head. Ass water. My ass is getting blasted. Everything is. Uh, it's the. It. I feel truly disgusting. Disgusting now when I'm not using a bidet. It's a different, it's a whole different world. We just went to Europe. Yeah. And I was using a bidet the whole time. I come here, I'm wiping my ass like a caveman. Yeah. It's Bobby, horrible. Bobby Kelly said it the best one. She's like, it's just it's just smearing peanut butter. That's all you're doing oh, when you're yeah. not using a bidet. <laughs> it's disgusting, dude. It's like it's one of those I don't know why it's not a thing here, but uh I think it's because it's like used to be like a separate toilet you know what i mean for yeah. like women it's a, so it was like a separate you'd have to like shit over here and like go over here and do this and then come back now it's like it's all one thing and it should just be you know the japanese the europeans are way ahead of us I, in that way a hundred percent i love that yeah 
I mean, it'll never be on Staten Island, fear of gay. No, no, It's yeah. way too gay for, yeah. to bidet. Oh, for sure. Too gay to bidet. That's actually, I remember them marching and saying that. That was their protest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're selling beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. No, no yeah, I'm, a, I'm about that. No, but I grew up with, like, people that would have, like, uh, leopard and cheetah statues in their houses. Sure. And I yeah. might base... fountains? A fountains oh, out front? in front. How many... Uh, uh, Marys and Josephs yeah. and baby Jesuses for yeah. people that didn't go to church. Yeah, the manger 100%. scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What type of Long Island did you grow up in? Um, I grew up in Suffolk County, Long Island. So okay. I always kind of trash. Yeah, out in Center Reach. So it was like, uh, which they always called like I didn't realize this till it, people always used to call it Center Rico, which I always thought was like a fun like that's just like a cool name we're giving to. I realized it's because <laughs> it's like heavily Puerto Rican. Like that was like yes. the, it's just Irish and Puerto Rican and Italian, you know. But um, it is it is a funny thing too, and you look back at Long Island of like how I always say like there's five ones there's two area codes right you got five one six or six three one and like five one six is like old money rich parents you know you got money six three one is you have a DUI like that's pretty yeah. much how you <laughs> that's describe that's that's yeah, yeah. Dude, that is yeah. Long Island and I remember I'm old enough to remember that when the whole the whole Long Island was five one I remember being five one six and they were talking about a new area code coming in and all of us were like so so confident we're like that's dude once we're obviously going to be the 631 i mean the 516 people and then we became 631 and immediately it became like fuck 516 fuck everybody in 516 yeah. we were never 516 <laughs> 631's better we can drive drunk on the beach like it just is a different it became like a life like a, a us versus them thing but uh well you knew your place instantly yeah they literally the phone companies told you no you're lower status right and you're people people get confused because they're like i don't understand like 631 is like the hamptons they have money it's like yeah but that's like one that's like the tip of the iceberg and then the rest of it is just sure. you know like very middle class like low Lower middle class, some upper middle class, but some of these the places like you know, like CI and fucking Broadway. There's yeah. some pretty mastic Shirley. There's some pretty uh, rough around the edges <laughs> you towns. Tell you know, yeah, yeah, six three one. I got pills many times from yeah. a six three one. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> they were yeah. good for that. You know, the three for fifty. Sure, dude. Oh. I had I had a lot of friends, a lot of house parties, a lot of drugs. There's like there's just it was everywhere, dude. It was just uh, but that was the thing. You, that's all you did. I used to do this joke that never got a laugh, but uh, there was nice. always like six, bring it to the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long Island, there was there was never anything. The only, it was so boring growing up. That you don't realize how boring it is at the time. You know what I mean? But then once you get older and you look back, you're like, oh, shit, it was. You're like, the only thing to do in Long Island when you were a kid would either walk around the mall or die in a drinking and driving accident. That's like <laughs> your only two options. And all of my friends were like, we hate the mall. So I like oh, I had, I had a, <laughs> a bunch of friends who've died. Uh, but listen, that's, you know, they're that's my friends. part of Long Island, Staten Island culture. It's, it is the culture. Yeah, I'm just, in my 30s. I lost a bunch of friends. Of course, dude. That's it. I mean, it's crazy. When I met my wife, she's she's from Connecticut, and she like couldn't okay. believe. She's Congrats. like, yeah, Congrats. yeah. <laughs> she was like, I've never. She had never been to a funeral before she met me, and she's gone to like seven since yeah. then. Like, and it's crazy, dude. It's just like it's just the way. I don't know. It's weird. We just associate you like um, you quickly become used to death. Yeah, yeah, you do. But I'll tell you this. Good meals after funerals. After the wakes, the Italian place you'll go. Yeah. The eggplant rollatini, baked clams. They do the hot antipas. <sighs> Starving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. I, Some of the best food is after a funeral. Absolutely, oh, dude. I I kind of wish people would die more than I know so that I could get just for the meal. Because there's a couple places I only go after funerals. Right. And I haven't been in a couple of years. Yeah, maybe I'll start poisoning <laughs> my friends. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, I just, I think that there's something to be said about like the type of person you are at a funeral as well. Like I remember the first funeral I went to was like my grandmother or grandfather. I was like four or five or something. And I just, I just, yeah, it was way too young. It was was truly reckless of me to be there. Uh, I don't know why I was allowed there. Of course, no, (laughs) nothing is ever my fault. Um, But I, but I, (laughs) I do, I used to like, I used to literally fill up like water, you know, like little Dixie cups of water and I'd be like passing out water to people and then like making little jokes and stuff like that and now i've realized post i remember being at funerals where people have been like you guys need to like take it down because i'm like i've been like i'm making people laugh because uh, that's kind of it's a defense mechanism that's my yeah. way to process death and loss and all that stuff is i try to make people laugh and you know bring sure. the energy up but then it's like I don't know. There's been a couple weeks where I was really killing. You know what I mean? And they were like, they're like, the body's the body's not cold yet over there. You know? And I'm like, listen, if you could just let me, I'm close. I got the light. I'll close out yeah, soon. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it's hard. I mean, that you gotta. It's what are you gonna cry? No, I. I that's, You're Irish. Yeah, that's been. I can. The last time I cried was like three Christmases ago. Uh, after too much wine. But uh, oh. but that was like my first cry in a long time. So your whole family, did you cry? Um, I was, I was like in front of some family. Yeah. But it was just one of those things of like, I just got, you know, when you get too drunk and you just see like a sad situation happening and then it just hits you. And then, but then once you start, it's, it's so rare to cry that it's like, once that starts happening, it like, it actually feels good to almost like go deeper. Like I was trying to make myself cry more to like, I'm like, cause I don't know when this is going to happen again. Sure. I'm going to push it all out. I started, I put on like Jeff Buckley's hallelujah. Like I'm like, let's get sad. Dude. Let's get sad. And it feels like it's like, it's like coming, you know, it feels pretty yeah. great. Actually, I, I shouldn't say I did cry. Obviously when my kid was born, I forgot about that, oh, but uh, that was, that was, that was a good one. That's a good cry. That's a good cry. Yeah, We're talking yeah. about real cry. Yeah. I'm talking like a sad, a boo-boo face cry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I cry a lot. Do you? Yeah, I don't have good self-control. Okay. That's, <laughs> but that's, you're probably more well-adjusted then. Probably. You know? yeah. In some ways, I When's cry. the last time you cried? I don't know, a week. About what? Um, About my life, how sad it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the show, everybody. I think we got to... <laughs> yeah. About, like, uh, current situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just staring at the darkness. He... Netflix doesn't work on my TV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Watching on the computer. Um... No, I cry. I cry pretty regularly. I think I did theater growing up, so. Oh, okay. So I grew up around people that loved to cry. Yeah, okay. I remember an acting teacher trying to like get me, get me there to try to cry, and I was able to get like it was the closest I got. I got like hot, you know, like you know when your face gets hot, you're like yeah. it's a coming, you know. Yeah. But there's still something. It was also in a weird in an acting class. It's like eight people staring at you, like trying to figure out, and you're like, I can't. This is not. Was this in college? Or not was for this... me. Uh, after college, yeah, yeah. This ah. is just yeah, just doing like Meisner technique. <laughs> wow. Pretty, pretty. What place did you go? Um, I studied with this this woman Joanna Bexon. She was. Like she taught a bunch of like she actually taught a bunch of like comics too and stuff like I think like Chris Rock has gone to her and stuff. She has like a pretty good client list. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Sure. No, you haven't. No, I heard (laughs) heard that uh, he he recommended a bunch of uh, people to this one woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So So it's probably her. I taught at a couple acting schools. Oh, did you? Yeah. What'd you teach? Um, improv. Oh, nice. Real to kids. Dude, I remember that's legitimately like one of the I think the first big laughs that I like can really remember getting. It was like I I took improv in I guess it was I guess it was like early in high school or something. But like I remember in front of peers and stuff like I there was an imp, that improv game like the one from Who's On Is It Anyway where each it's like a party and each person mm-hmm. walks in with like a secret little like whatever and then the host has to guess what it is. Yeah. And mine was uh like 
being gunned down by a, dr a drive-by shooting or something crazy. I guess it was like students must have written. I was like, this teacher, is there's no way the teacher would have recommended that. And uh, and I remember being on the stage because it was like a full, you know, theater stage kind of a thing. Yeah. And they had those big, heavy red curtains, backdrop kind Every of a thing. Every auditorium did. Dude, I, and I just committed. I, I fucking literally like Jim Carrey, like, you know, like just full shoulders. And I threw myself back and I like, I hit that curtain. And it was in such a good way that it, it worked out perfectly where only my feet came, like oh, the curtain came over me, except my feet were out, like the Wizard oh. of Oz. Dude, it was like, they had to like stop the game because it was just, it killed so hard. And I'm like, that felt <laughs> amazing. It felt so good. Just like physical comedy, just be like, what's up? And I just throw yourself back. And it was uh, it was very good. And he, the kid guessed who what, what was happening, which was wild too. Which oh. was, yeah, it was a fun, I remember that laugh. Well, just you know? know the person that taught you probably went home that night and cried alone in their bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a crier. He looked like, yeah. he, he, had, he had crying off an energy. He's like, yeah. who the fuck is this 14-year-old yeah. crushing? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do shit. Yeah. Um, when did you move? Did you go to school in the city or were you like? Uh, I went to, in Westchester, so New Rochelle. So for, for, for people in Long Island, that's upstate. You yeah, know what I mean? I I can't. Yonkers is upstate to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think anything past yeah. Once you get above one twenty fifth, you're starting to be upstate <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Yankees of anything above the Yankee Stadium. I'll say that anything above Yankee Stadium, you're upstate. If you can't like. take the train, what are yeah. we doing? Here? Yeah, yeah. Well, even like they have Metro North. Like I was able to yeah, go yeah, from yeah. Metro North and stuff. But even still, it's like I don't sure. know. Once you start seeing a lot more trees, that's where it's like you know stuff. But then I've gone up to like Syracuse before, and you go now this is. This is upstate. This is just a bleak gray hellscape where there's nothing to do but drink or meth. And I know. it's just I almost went to school up there. I'm so happy I didn't. Yeah. I'm yeah. so happy. I almost went to like Oneonta or something like that. Although oh, yeah. that's way up there too. All of those places where they're just bitter, cold, freezing. You're like, nah, nah, I can't. And the townies are just looking to the college students for life. Yeah. They're like, wait, you'd uh, be alive. It's like everyone's so sad in those small towns. Yeah. I mean, Syracuse is a major city. For sure. But, but even still, if, there's only like downtown Syracuse. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, once you get away from that, it gets pretty, it gets pretty hairy, you know? I know. They were telling me that um, when I went on like my college tour for Syracuse, they were yeah. like, we only close classes if you can't open the door. That's hilarious. I'm so, like, Jesus, I can't come here. Yeah, no. And just trek across a fucking freezing campus with the, it's because it's the wind there. Cause there's no, like there's nothing to block the wind. And the lakes up there make so much winds. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, we're not by the uh, ocean, but you buy all those, the finger lakes, the yeah. great lakes. Are you an ocean guy? I'm not, I'm not, I'm a pool. Yeah, Staten Island, I'm a, a hot tub. I've been looking for my 35th birthday. I want to rent one of those hot tubs that go around the city. It's, a, you, oh, it's like, like a, a boat with yeah. a hot tub in the middle, yeah, yeah, and it just yeah. goes around the city. Get yeah, back that, to my roots. That's got to be fun in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, <laughs> sloshing all over no, the place. On the water. Oh, on, on the, the water. water. Oh, okay. oh, I wish it was <laughs> driving around. Dude, they have those. They have those limos with the hot tubs Wait, in the back. Really? Yeah, that might absolutely, be better. dude. Yeah. Oh, I, I just pictured you sitting on Fifth Avenue, like, just splashing <laughs> Fender benders and bicyclists hit you. Now, I now as a driver, I know we have to agree on this. The absolute hatred of bicyclists in oh. New York City. 
they don't go, one ways don't matter for them lights don't no. matter for them their life doesn't matter and the worst thing is i'm gonna kill them and i'll feel sad yeah yeah dude and not only that but the anger when you almost hit them if you like if you're going down a one way and you make a left onto your onto the street and then they're coming up the wrong way because they're assholes yeah and then you and then they yell at you for being like you almost hit me and you're like you're going the wrong way yes i should hit you out of principle i might hit you <laughs> i will hit you i'm going to hit you it's just either you're going to drive with traffic or you're going to be a pedestrian, right? Yeah. They, they, like, don't choose. You have the... And in the city, they have their own lane. The de Blasio yes. and them, they're like, when they were like, let's take out half of the parking in New York City and let's lower the speed limit to 25 so that everyone's circling looking for parking longer and slower now because, yeah. and creating more traffic, but somehow helping the the fucking ecosystem, you know. Uh, but they, they put in all those... <laughs> Bike lanes. I saw a sign that made me get on board with the 25, though. What was it? It said that um, 70% of people, uh, tw uh, if you're going 35 miles an hour, yeah. 30%, uh, there's only 30% survival rate if you get hit by a car as a pedestrian. 25 is 70%. Yeah, I, I remember reading that lie, too. I just, I, I <laughs> it's just, that's, that's just propaganda, dude. It and, worked on me. It totally they, worked on me. But then they always do these commercials on the radio. On like sport, Anytime I listen to Sports Talk Radio, they're always like, just like a, a safe turn is like three miles an hour. Be look out for bicyclists and pedestrians. Like there should also that's fine, but then there should also be a campaign for pedestrians and bicyclists going. Hey, don't lunge out in between parked cars on a yes. one way street because you will get blasted. It's uh, the people walking between cars is yeah. terrifying. It's crazy. Every time I leave my mother's house to drive home, she goes, "Be careful." Yeah. It's a half day. For some reason, every day's a half day. <laughs> yeah. The kids are out. It's yeah. a half day. Every day I leave the house is a half day. I had a skateboarder. Really? You did? Oh, yeah. But it was, it was again, not my fault, but I was going through. Right, Nothing not, is your fault. I'm not a lawyer. Thank you. <laughs> he gets it. Um, I, was, I was going. Uh, I had the green light, and I guess, like, um, this other kid was coming down, like, a hill in, the, in Queens, and he was gaining Oof. a ton of speed and he had the red light and he didn't even come close to stopping and i saw him like he was just a blur he just came like he was came right up to my car so i slammed on the brake and cut the wheel to the right and thank god i did because i probably would have hit him he probably would have went under my car Ooh. but he slammed into my like quarter paneling and my side door so hard that i couldn't even open my door and also by the Jesus. way after i slammed on the brakes i it was like at a four-way intersection i hopped the curb almost hit a foam pole and cut the wheel again. Then there were people on the sidewalk and cut the wheel. This is all while like anti-lock braking and then cut the wheel a third time and came, I mean, legitimately this close to hitting like a cement wall that was right there. And this was also a week before my wedding, which would have been awesome if I got into like a major car accident, <laughs> smash my face up. And I got out of the car. I was like, initially I was, you know, you're terrified because that, that that sound of that was yeah. instantly one of those things where you go, my life's totally different now. From here on out, I am the guy who murdered somebody with his car and this yeah. is something I have to live with. And but when I after I like came to a stop, I, he like popped right up and he was cursing at me. And so I was, I instantly snapped to like blood red mad where I'm like, yeah. you got to be fucked. And then I couldn't get out of my car door because he hit it so hard. So I had to go out the other door. And oh, I, no, you just look like a coward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just you like, fucking yeah, look. Uh, it's stuck. It's yeah. stuck. So then I, I got out the other one. I started screaming at him. And then I think like then it like hit him. You know what I mean? He had the adrenaline for a second. And then he was like. All right. I actually got to, I might have to sit down. And then he like sat down and yeah. And thank God, by the way, because when this started happening, 
you know, crowds start to gather yeah. and people are going, what happened? What happened? And people are going, this guy hit a skateboarder with his car. And you have to do that thing where you're like, no, no, no. Yes, but that's not the narrative we are <laughs> yeah. putting out and here. You know? When you get two fingers up, you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. never no, no, seem no. in the right. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait a minute now. When wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. you're directing yeah. how these yeah. people yeah. should yeah. feel. Yeah. You, <laughs> you stop talking and then you come up. Yeah. And, uh, but I swear to God, thank God, there was at the four-way yeah. intersection. So I went this way. The guy came this way. At this intersection was a police officer waiting for the light to turn who literally saw the entire thing. Thank God. So you're like, my God. Because if it wasn't for that, the court of public opinion in that area also, like, this, the skateboarder reached out to me and he was like, because uh, he had to, you know, he took an, I think he ended up just like literally like hurting his ankle. I think he got out of there with like a sprained ankle, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, was but he, he young? Yeah, he was young. He was like in his yeah. early 20s. And oh, then cool. he just like... Uh, no, or was it an old skateboard? Yeah, yeah. He was an 85-year-old man on a skateboard. Okay, cool, he cool. just turned into dust the second he hit my car. <laughs> but he like reached out to me and was like, hey, man, like, uh, you know, just wanted to like get your insurance info and stuff like that for the hospital and all that everything. Because, you know, I'm assuming like you're taking care of that and all that. And like, like gave me all of his info or whatever. And then my insurance company, I was like, oh, I'm not paying that yeah, I'm yeah. Not, you're actually paying for my damage if you weren't yes. aware of what's happening and he was like what and I'm like yeah dude you blew the red light and hit my car and then almost gave me me get into a car I was like you it's your and he was like Oh, because he had already given me all of his information at that point. Uh, I'm like, oh, no. he like literally no. reached out. He reached out to me to Rookie get paid. Home. Yeah, he reached out to me to get paid and just ended up paying for my entire car. So I was like, you're a fucking idiot. You know? yeah. but, um, who, so, teach, who teaches people to get out the car and yell instantly? Yeah. Every accident I've been in literally just stopped and slammed from behind from a cab. Uh, and and uh, they've gotten out of the car and screamed at me. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I had a cement truck turn. Like, I was turning onto uh, 59th Street. And we both were making a right. And he was in, like, the uh, he was in the outer lane. And I was in the inner lane. And he just kept coming in, kept coming in. And I'm, like, beeping at him, beeping uh, at him. And then he, like crunched the front of my car and he got out and was like what are you doing you, you, I'm like dude you were in my lane you know yeah. but the problem is a lot of times if you want to get the security footage because that's the thing I always think of like oh we're in a New York City car accident get the security footage that way that shows everything they only will pull security footage if someone dies at the scene they said oh, wow. that's like legally really? they're not yeah because they must also get like a thousand requests a day of people sure. being like some a little tiny fender bender uh, and they're like get the tapes you know but yeah. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. bike. I'm pretty reckless. <laughs> With car accidents? Yeah. Well, I don't get, I've never gotten to a car accident, but I've gotten pretty close, and people scream at me, and I'm just like, I'm really sorry. Oh. I always apologize. Do you wear a helmet? No. But I do bike around, and I, I'll go down one way, I'll run a red light. Oh, dude, seeing, seeing a bicyclist get doored is the is the car driver's equivalent of winning the Powerball. Really? It feels when it's not when yeah, it's you not would, your car. You would love to see when me. it's not, dude. Yeah. Seeing them go end over end, handlebar just flying in the air because they all. I've never seen someone get doored and then like die. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, they yeah, yeah, they yeah, always no. bounce up and they're you know they're cut up a little bit. It's they're embarrassed. It's a lesson. Okay. And then if they, if they dare try to be like, you gotta watch your door. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. you gotta like I if I was riding a bike, I would assume everyone at every second is either going to open a door or turn lane. So it's like you gotta be defensive driving. New York City is defensive driving. I've never I don't ride bikes. Yeah. If you could have you it. ever in have New I, York? 
Yeah, I've, I've I've I've, I've uh, rode bikes and I've uh, and I've skateboarded. I've also taken those like city bikes, those like electric yeah, ones yeah, that go like way too fast. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. like insane. Well, they're dangerous. Yeah. I can't, I don't trust myself anymore because I get I was like I almost died. They're so heavy. Times. I just yeah. see so many like girls on the way to work, women on the way to work in yeah. the morning, like in their business suits on the electric bikes, just like speeding. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? I know that you're living a fantasy Dude. right now, but like that's why they don't have those uh, those like little like scoot like the bird scooters in. New York City because every oh, it would God. just be a pile up of bodies. Yeah. I mean, I I oh, did yeah. one in Santa Monica with Mike Cannon and Brendan Sagala. We were there together, so we we like rented. They were like, oh, we'll just ride over to the beach in Santa Monica, and we took a wrong turn and ended up getting on the Pacific Coast Highway <laughs> on scooters. Like, and there's like, <laughs> like it was like an honor. People are doing like seventy, and we're like yeah. we're like in this little thing. Going, people are beeping. People are just get and the, and the, also the scooters don't have enough horsepower to get back up a steep incline. So it's just it was we were people were like, what are you doing? You're gonna die. It was it was uh, it was truly terrifying. I like I've been to Amsterdam and bikes work there because it's a bike city. But even that's terrifying because you're constantly like, whoa, they're flying by. But uh, pedestrians bikes, don't yeah. run Amsterdam. It's bikes. That right. Day. Yeah. Right. So you watch out for bikes. Right. But they also have canals. So there's boats and bikes. Yes. So it's just there can't be two land creatures in the same city. Right. It can't be cars and limes, limes and bikes. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Yeah. And we're slowly a dying breed. Yeah, I guess so. And it's also, there's a weird stigma. Because I think, like, I would say, I'm going to guess 75% of cars on the road in Manhattan are cabs or Uber drivers at this point. Yeah, probably. I can remember the last, like, if you if you look at 10 cars, they all have that, like, the TC on their, mm. on their license. Yeah. But you never see that anymore. But it is weird, dude. Like, the level of, like... I guess just how easy it is to become one of those Uber drivers. Cause sometimes you get in an Uber and you go like, there's no way you took a test to get this, you know no. what I mean? Cause you drive terribly or you're just like on your phone or it's just, there's, there's no, there's a lack of decent Uber almost kind of has this, you need us. We don't need you mentality. Totally. Which is, uh, I've gotten in Ubers before and the guy started giving me life advice. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, you don't yeah. know where I am. Yeah. He just saw me and goes, I'm doing better than him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when they're they're like reclined, basically like on, and you're like, can you move up a little, please? Yes. And then they move up a quarter of an inch, and you go, well, now, I I am, yeah, I'm not about that either. Also, they like, they just need to have a nice car. That's like my friends start doing it, and right. like the biggest like hurdle is like them checking your car. It's right. not even about checking the driver. Oh, oh that does make sense. Because yeah. I'm excited if I'm about to get a nice car. Yeah, or it just has to be like a certain level of yeah. like new, a certain level like of inspection, like a little further than a normal inspection. Can I tell you what I hate in Ubers, Lyfts, and cabs now that they do this sometimes is the locking of the windows. I oh, need child lock. That. I need full access yeah, to the windows sure. at all times. I'm going to want to pop it down even just a little bit. There's been times where there is a full body odor situation going on and they're like they have the ac on and you go buddy i gotta have the windows i got it you gotta let me put it down you know yeah. or then there's sometimes conversely when it's hot and they have all the windows down and you're like can you put the ac on and they're like the windows are open and you're like right but it's 98 so yeah. go ahead and put those up yep <laughs> nothing like showing up from an uh, sweating after being in an uber yeah it's like wait what was happening yeah, like, in that you uber run here yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Like, i can't and they have leather seats and it's sticking it's on sticky, your ass it's hot it's just it's too much Damn. I have I have a very specific set of rules. <laughs> that's why that's why I like driving because also yeah. the other good thing it stops me from drinking too much. 
Yeah, that's actually exactly what I say as well. Yeah, it's a great like hack. It's like yeah. no, I can only have two. Yeah, I'm it's like driving. putting a governor on your car. You know what I mean? Yes. You're like now I can only, <laughs> I can I have a governor on my drinking. You know? Because I can, I have no self control. Sure. So, but like I I don't want to kill anybody. Sure. So that that'll give me self control. Of course. Yeah. So like I'm all about, especially like during the week. It's like. I don't yeah. have, there's no rules. Yeah, you to take my a life. subway. I took, I started taking like the train back. I took the train the other night back home because I was going to be in the city all day. Uh-huh. And I just like, I'm, I'm walking to the train and then I blink and I have like a brown bag with a tall boy in it. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. You know, like, it's just. That is the thing. Once it's like, oh, it's a subway night. Yeah. It's a fucking oh, what am, subway what, night. Yeah, what am know? I going to be sitting for the next 30 minutes? Yeah, that's going to happen. Oh, uh, all the edibles. I yeah. mean, I'm also bad. I try not to like get hot. You get high. Yeah. You smoke or yeah. you eat edibles? I may like, uh, I don't, I edibles are not for me. It's too much. Too I don't, much? Yeah, it's like a, uh, I feel like, I describe it as, it feels like you're getting a shoulder rub from somebody you don't want to give you a shoulder rub. Like that whole time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, yeah, I guess, yeah. but this is weird. Yeah. Your thumbs are big. Like I don't, I yeah. don't enjoy edible. I, I mean, I could take like literally five milligrams maybe, or may, I mean, sometimes 10 if it's going to be like a wild I equate like a shot of alcohol to like 5 milligrams. So it's like yeah. when people are like I take 50, you're like so you're doing so many shots. That is yes. so many shots. You're doing 10 shots right now. Yeah, well, it's people tolerance, that's the thing. Yeah. I just I And also, I've done 10 shots. But dude, I've I've smoked <laughs> and I've, I've done 50 milligrams. Sure, but yeah. I've like I've smoked like uh, most nights for I mean uh, over a decade and I've noticed even with that, my tolerance is getting lower and lower as I age. Like I'm at the point now where I need to stop smoking after two hits of like anything, because if I don't, Mm -hmm. I'll be okay, but I will get too high. And then I'll start watching TV and be like, they're all actors. I can see them acting. You know, I don't have, (laughs) I stop having fun. You know, two is like, I'm still like having a good silly time. I also think that's like growing up, getting old. Yeah. It's like when I was a kid, it was all about like, we would sit around and we would just, it was so toxic. We'd just pass blunts and pretend to never be hot. Right. It was just like a contest. Who's not hot? Yeah, there was well, no. You're more... hot, you fucking pussy. Yeah. I was... never get hot. There was never like a, like, let's put this out. You no, know? Yeah. It's... I've never heard clipping a joint yeah. until I was in my 30s. Yeah. It was well, always. Well, and that's the thing too. It sucks because it does feel like a getting old thing, man, because I do have that feeling of like. You have a kid. Yeah, but still, oh. it feels that it feels that, that makes sense. I feel like why you're getting more high after two hits. I guess a child. I guess, but it still feels like that thing of like what every old person's like weed in my day. Now yeah, it's yeah. so strong. Like I either that's yeah. happening uh, still, or it is just a, a thing get, of getting older. I guess I don't know. I mean, old people always get too high, and you don't yeah. want to be that old guy in a circle full of young kids and you're too high no. and they're all laughing at you. I just, yeah, man, I start getting in my head too much. I just, I enjoy it less. I love a good, I'm at the age where I'm like, I'm like a cocktail guy. That's where I've aged to. Okay. It's like, nice. give me a good, I'll take a martini. I'll take, a, I'll make martini. a, I'll make, I'll make a margarita that'll fucking blow your tits off. It'll be, and Please then. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to lose these for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just, uh, yeah, I can make a great mark. And it's like, that's just a, just a nice, just having something to sip is like, is great. You know, I yeah. I was just in Austin and I, I drank too much because we were drinking beers. And then it's like, and then once in a while, the hey, bartender here, have a shot of tequila. And you're like, this is where my night went wrong is because mm-hmm. the shot of tequila, which ended up, of course, being three shots over the course of the night that wasn't anticipated. You're like, the be- I neither did you just stick with beer or stick with cocktails and just and not the intermingling of them is, is such a rookie move. I know. 
because I could do beers all day and feel yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, sure. I'll, I'll be farting all night long. Right. Like, it's... And actually, also, like, yeah, you get the burps, you get, get a little indigestion. indigestion. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, ideal. Yeah, I start getting some indigestion. But that's why I like a cocktail, man. Because if, if you have a strong cocktail, that's like having two or three beers. So you're like, yeah. I'm literally just saving the fullness of my... That's just, that I've actually come full circle because that was my original when I started drinking alcohol. I didn't drink beer until I was like in college, but I drank liquor before that. And even in college in the beginning, my whole thing was like, I could drink this Bud Light, 12 ounces of it, feel whatever, or I could drink, shoot a shot of vodka and yeah. it tastes awful for three seconds, but now I'm good. And now I got all this yeah. more room in my stomach, you know, so. Yeah, also like I started drinking early when I was a kid yeah. and like, it was like water bottles of liquor. Yeah. So like we didn't have, we didn't have enough pockets in the North Face right. to have 40s yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it was like, who has the water bottle? Pass the water bottle. Yeah, around. the water bottle. We did like, uh, yeah, you just go into the liquor cabinet and see which was like the dustiest in the back. And then you just drink whatever that was. You know? I went with my football team yeah. to go see Friday Night, Night Lights, the movie. Yeah. And we all passed around a bottle of Bailey's. No. Oh, oh my god, that's disgusting! Oh <laughs> we that's just so didn't know. Good. We like we didn't fucking know. And You're we're, probably like it tastes so good. It just tastes like, like milk. heavy cream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're all just passing around Bailey's in a water bottle, so it was like oh, transferred that's so to gross. like a, a, you know, so like, it's warm too at that point. Yes. Yeah, uh, it was in my boy Angelo's like pants for a while because yeah. we wear like those pants, the cargo velour pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd have it in his pants pocket, just hot. And all the water bottles back then, for some reason, we used them eighty times. Every Poland sure. spring, Oof. you could just like feel the crinkle on. Yeah, it. yeah, you feel it disintegrating. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah dude, that was. I have uh, no taint anymore. Ours was All like, the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My plastics have yeah. dissolved the taints. Ours was like, uh, I think the first thing we drank was Tullamore Dew whiskey, which was just like Ooh. again, it's just when you're not used to drinking and you drink whiskey, like you know yeah. Irish whiskey, it's just fucking brutal, dude. Yeah, I went to Scotland. Have you ever been over there? I've been to Ireland, not Scotland, though. Oh, uh, and I was there, and it was like cold out. It was really cold, and like I that had like sound a... like Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cold. Let me guess. It was it was cloudy and rainy too. <laughs> it was it was a rare yeah. day. Yeah, Scotland, yeah, yeah. And it was cold, and I was there with my father, and the two of us were like freezing. And he's like, "You want to take a little shot of whiskey?" I go, "Okay." And so we took it, and it literally made me feel better. Yeah. And like that's when I finally understood like that drinking culture over there more. Yeah. Because how old were you? Oh, it was four months ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought you were, I pictured you being like 14 for some oh. reason. I was like, hey, they're a cool dad. No, me and my yeah. dad took a trip recently, Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, which was awesome, actually. I was yeah. so happy that we did that. Um, but like, it was like that first time I was like, oh, they drink because it, they physically, they're in pain. Sure. And it makes them feel better. Yeah. And it warms, it warms the chest, that yes. little syrup spread and all that stuff. Yeah. It's medicine. When I went to the first time I went to Ireland, my family we all went on this giant family trip. And you're trip. from Ireland. Yeah, yeah, my family's from yeah. like Galway and that and Sligo and that area. And so like we all did a whole family trip over there. But I was too young. I was in I was probably like 14. Like I was in yeah. that like just when you start hating everything phase. You know, like a lot of rage against the machine, a lot of mm. system of a down kind of a thing. Okay. Um, and uh, we went to the Guinness factory. Of course. And, and like my family just got like drunk there, and I couldn't drink and so i was just watching how they make guinness as a Uh, child uh, and so so it's like even if i was drinking like you're not gonna drink a guinness at 14 you know what i mean but it's it's one of those things where i remember being like what that was like half of the day that we were there and i go what was going on why would they just let a child be in there (laughs) 
for that because they had like this they have this bar that has like a beautiful view of the all yeah, yeah yeah so it's like I was just in that bar with like a, a rock that had a little Guinness inside of it being like that's that you know like it was just a dumb it's a boring no offense to the Guinness factory it's boring yeah 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 the posters were cool but as an adult I'm like oh advertising Man, yeah I had you know? oh buddy those posters what an identity those were for college kids you know bringing you, you those were about to, that? yeah I brought those to college stuff like uh, that it was like I brought that I brought like a beer pong poster to college you know course. what I mean my just, roommate had the my roommate got no ass had a girlfriend for like steady for years long yeah. distance wouldn't cheat on her would see her two three times a year yeah he had a poster above his bed called teamwork and two girls high-fiving as they were about to have a threesome i'm like what fantasy are yeah you yeah <laughs> what fantasy <laughs> yeah. is happening one here? of my roommates is like that it is funny though when you see the pe- like <laughs> also from her perspective she sees them twice a year and they hook up under a bed where this people are having threesomes. I'm, I'm sure maybe blame me. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, my fat roommate with the Cheetos under his bed. <laughs> he, he put it there. I was such a uh, beer pong was became was like such a an identity for me. Ooh. Yeah, dude. That's I, a Long Island thing. I, feel I like. mean, oh, because beer pong, it really is like beer yeah. pong. I was such a fuck like funneling beers. I was never great at like flip cup. I was okay at, but like beer pong was like I will even to this day. I am confident. That I will beat anybody. You seem like a this type of guy. No, I'm not that. Like a, what we do you mean? Look at those nah, I'm not that. No, dude, I got the fucking, I got the touch. I, and then also, it's like I've been on, you know, throughout college and stuff. It's such a funny thing because it is a time suck. It is like a night ruin. Like I'll get to a party, I would find the table, and then you that would be there at the end of the night. And, you, yeah. and the people are like, "What? You miss? You're missing all the party?" And I'm like, "The party's right here." You know, like I, I was also a good. I was great at bouncing. You know, uh, and then, then you got to find out the house rules in every single place. Like, which course. is it? Can you do defense? And the and guy's finger the girls blow and behind no the fingering, back. No fingering. No <laughs> fingering yeah, in this house. Yeah, the water. <laughs> I used to. There was a party I went to when because uh, I met my wife in college. So like I went back to her. Probably. I saw you on the beer pong table. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I want him. <laughs> truly. I mean, truly. It was it was one of the... We did meet in a bar. But um, but it, we went to like one of her house parties, like a house party in Connecticut that one of her friends were throwing. And they had a great rule, which I loved, which is um, the fucking... The loser... <laughs> the losers had to sit under the table for the next game. Oh, which was, And then they give you like a Sharpie and people would like sign the table or write shit like that. But yeah. it's like, you know, it's like as the night goes on, it's like beer spilling. It's like getting sticky under there. So yeah. there's a real urgency to not losing and it's like a constant shaming of like you know but then you like sack tap the person under there you know so sure. it's a good uh that was a fun that was a fun time there's more risk because losing beer pong there's no risk yeah well the, if you lose that's the other thing about that's the other thing about being good at beer pong is you don't get that drunk because you're winning huh? you know what i mean so you're like losing in beer pong is the way to have more fun and get drunk yeah and then also you never got to talk to anyone you got to never know no drama. it was like the con that's like the classic guy idiot mistake of being like i'll just play like a sport with my friends and that way i'll meet <laughs> girls and you're like there are no girl. like, girls like, don't think it's hot occasionally though they guys will, think it's cool no, occasionally like a, a, a women a team of women will try to play you know they come in to play beer pong and stuff and sometimes like i've seen some women that are also like killer at it where they yeah. just they seem like they're like oh my god and then they're just like sniping and you're like whoa what was that <laughs> But I was never good at the last cup. That was my always. I couldn't choked in the big moment. But I was. I could never hit that final fucking cup. But what are you? Uh, 
pyramid or, or power about audit? It. Uh, I was a I was a pyramid guy because I feel like yeah, that uh, makes the last couple yeah. Of... yeah, it does. But also, it's like even if you do a power eye, the la the last cup's always going to be in its own sort of a world, you know. So power eye, the floors you hit the middle every time. Yeah, and then you're with yeah. Two well, the solos. floor is easy, you know what I mean. Yeah. The floor, everybody's the and that's the other. Pff, I mean, <laughs> if you thought we were going to talk about <laughs> beer pong strategy, okay, I used to be in, the one who's like, there are girls in the house. We need to go to the basement. <laughs> yeah. What are we? Yeah, it's I see every time cute. I played the beer pong and all that was like in the basement. You know, it was a good, but it felt like the better oh, really? game okay. with women was always flip cup, flip cup because it was like oh, multiple social. teams yeah you could, you could just scream at women it's, and it's I mean, okay <laughs> come on Greg! you know it was like a full it was a different experience yeah, yeah i was never a big beer pong i guess i played like this summer yeah which was pretty I was oh pretty wow. good. i haven't played in a while it's i went a on a bachelor time. party did you play basketball basketball yeah, yeah i did like I, did, I didn't play on like like uh in, in you know high school or anything but i would always play i've always played basketball in college we would play i didn't do any like exercise besides we would play full court five on five pickup basketball oh. every day for like two and a half hours uh, and then no we exercise would, at all well i was saying we did that <laughs> we did that so that is a lot yeah uh, practically a couch potato yeah yeah and then we would go directly to mcdonald's and get like an extra large value meal and oh. we would eat the entire thing in four minutes and all of us, I have like a vivid memory of my roommates and I post McDonald's, post basketball, just sitting there, labored breathing, Sex. staring at the ground, being like, I don't know why we feel terrible. I can't figure it out. <laughs> there was a time that when that McDonald's Monopoly thing was going, you know, how they do mm, that. Of course. There was a McDonald's right off our campus and we went every day multiple times a day for the entire month and we had Trying like every piece except the winning piece of course as and it always know, happens you know yeah. about the scandal but it's like but that's the thing too i was always like dude we should just put like park place on ebay and then find the person who's got boardwalk and then we'll split the money you know like sure, we had like yeah, we, had, yeah. we had a lot of schemes and a lot of plans <laughs> you know we had big plans I wrote a sketch back in the day, a guy that won the McDonald's Monopoly by accident and was too embarrassed to turn it in because he was fat. Oh, no, yeah, he didn't want to see it. That's fun. He didn't, want, he didn't want his high school people knowing that he went to McDonald's Yeah, Yeah, dude. McDonald's was the shit. That yeah. was like my... I feel like people food. would realize their basketball dreams weren't going to happen and then get really into big, uh, beer pong. Oh, I see what like, you're saying. A lot of yeah. ex-basketball players really love. Sure. For, and like they're playing I, a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I feel like football is a lot more of a flip cup thing because it's like the chugging and the pounding and the screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Feels you got an like, anchor. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, we are very excited to have our sponsors back with us. Sunset Lake CBD. Uh, you know them. You love them. They have so many great products over there. Uh, we are excited to be working with them again. Sunset Lake is a great brand if you want to check out some CBD they have so many great products from uh I just used some of the body lotion right before the right before the episode and the whole room instantly smells like uh mentholy right yeah it smells good the lotion's nice it's I, I literally as uh, sometimes it, it's so powerful that beautiful smell you going to use some now yeah nice <laughs> i'm smelling it. i almost thought you were going to put it in your nose no. uh <laughs> it, it's no, like it's not. Yeah, oh, it's like that thing. Of, oh, if you smell your hand and you're a loser, you have some <laughs> on your nose, bro. Wipe your face. Um, um, Sunset Lake uh, has so many great products. Check out. Uh, they have oils. They got lotions. They got uh, those good vibe gummies. If you're really looking to uh, chill, uh, they're um, really good. Very, very mild uh, for people that aren't experienced in um, partaking in extracurricular activities, uh, which I really enjoy. Also, if you use the promo code LOUD, L-O-U-D, LOUD, you get 20% off 
your entire purchase. Uh, so if you're looking for some sleep gummies, if you're looking for some lotion, some uh, some rub for some sore muscles, or just getting a little funky with those good vibes, uh, use the promo code LOUD at Sunset Lake CBD to get 20% off your entire purchase. Beautiful. All right, back to the show. Do you went to Catholic school, old boy? Uh, I went to private. I went to Catholic school for high school. I was at public school before that, but yeah. it wasn't old boy. It was it was mixed. Yeah, thank God. It was great. The, the girl, women rolling the skirts up. It's also, I will say this: the thing that sucks. <laughs> it was great. The, the, the thing that sucks about, or the thing that I should say that was great about uh, going to like a private school and having to have like a dress code and all that stuff is like yeah. never having to worry about what you're wearing, and also it like gets oh, yeah. rid of the. It gets rid of like class warfare. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, oh, this kid's boring shops at uh -huh. Kmart while this guy's wearing Gucci. It's yeah. like there is that thing of like we're all dressed exactly the same. So like you could be like you could tell who was rich in my high school because of like who had cars, you know, and what yeah. cars they had. Like I was driving a 1988 Buick Skyhawk and there were people who had BMW convertibles. So oh, it's like, wow. you know, there was that. But it was more personality driven. Like cool yeah. kids were, were like based on like how actual personality and what they were like. Yeah, there's that. I mean, there's still like a rich kids group for sure, but it yeah. was also they like, know. yeah, you know, it also, it all comes down to who were the hot kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hot kids and not hot kids. And you who are like, tell me. yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Tell me. I yeah. sit with the hot kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I would sit with them and they'd be like, please leave. Um, <laughs> I'll be like, wait, I'll, you make a concoction. I'll eat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was one of those. I was like, I have purpose. Because either you have to be hot or have a purpose. Yeah. I was like, table. well, I mean, like, Jackass was such a huge part of my life. And so, like, that was like, my friends and I always did, like, dumb shit like that. Like, that was, like, the wild, you know. I loved Jackass. But I was really good at, like, convincing everyone else to do it while I filmed them. Like, I was, like, uh, the good, like, I was the guy who could be like, you didn't jump off the roof. And they're like, I don't know about that. I'm like, I, I could do it. But I'm going to, someone's got to film. So I'll do it. And then, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then they jump off the roof. You really were David Spade. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's a real shipment. Yeah, I know how to. I know how to persuade. You know what I mean? I was good at the the art of uh, you know tricking people. And I always thought I was like, I feel like I could be a good hostage negotiator because that, like I could, I was that guy in college that was like, I'm done drinking. And I'm like, nah. my roommate still like my my college roommate still to this day will give me shit for it because we'd be drunk beyond belief in the bar yeah. and I'm like let's do one more shot uh, we're gonna do one more shot we're gonna do Jack Daniels and he's like I'm not fuck, fuck you it's literally I'm not drinking anymore sure. I go you're gonna do it and I go let me get two shots and he goes you're gonna take both those shots because I'm not doing these shots and I go it'll be fine and then it comes and I'm like let's do it and he's like I'm not doing it I go one he goes no two no he goes three fuck you and then we both end up doing it anyway because he's like you son of a bitch because it just is like what are you gonna do once it's there it's happening and you did there. the number count the scariest thing in the world the, oh yeah the countdown you got it if the count up or the countdown either way you're counting someone something's gonna happen it, it's ingrained from a child thing of like you better watch it. one and you're like oh god i better like start getting i gotta get I up know. i'm gonna get up yeah i'm gonna two. get up to counting that long whenever they held the two out two uh-oh something bad's coming two is and you know what the thing was they would hit three sometimes and do nothing but then they did that a couple times they knew they had to do something. Yes. They knew they had to get up and yeah. make, make a thing. Yeah. Or else the numbers meant nothing. Yeah. Because you can reach that age where you're like, what do I want just curious, morbid curiosity. What happens at three? You know, yes. you just go, at a certain point, you need to hear three and see yeah. the results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if nothing's on the other side, that numbers mean nothing. Yeah. If the spoon's on the other side. Yeah, or you just hear footsteps getting louder and faster towards you. You're like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you're special. It I sounds, have a new special. Yeah, this it's out now. Uh, everyone should go check it out on YouTube. You do four shows in one night. Mike Feeney, a night at the Comedy Cellar. The Comedy Cellar has four rooms that they do. They they're the most famous comedy club in the world. They do 
over 80 shows a week. They're all sold out. And uh, I just wanted to show what it was like to do all four rooms in one night. So that's what I did. So there's the Village Underground, the the original room, the Fat Black Pussy Get Bar, and the Lounge. And they're all totally different in terms of size of the room, shape of the room, energy of the room feels yeah. so different. So um, I decided I had this idea. So I pitched this to production companies and all of them said no. And they were like, uh, it, it's impossible <laughs> to shoot. You're not going to be able to do it. One one company was like, it's going to be well over a hundred thousand oh, dollars to wow. shoot it. Like they just, and it was one of those just things where I'm set like, up and set down, yeah, setting with the lighting. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is going to be like very gorilla, like running to each side and doing all this stuff. And uh, I was like, I'll just do it myself. So I decided to direct it and edit it myself. So I not wow. only did all of this like high concept thing of running around, but I found a great uh, DP, my director of photography, James Webb, who shot, he shot like a bunch of Netflix special, Mark Norman and Sam Morales, all these other, he was the only person when I like pitched the idea to him, he was like, fuck yes, dude. He's like, oh. I love that. And to this day, he's like, it's the hardest special I ever shot because, and I had a couple of like my friends who were camera people like Nicole Lyons and Toby McMullen from Are You Garbage Podcast. Mm -hmm. I had them just be my camera operators and we literally did like a run and gun, like go in the room, set up, take out like one chair for us. The second I was off stage, run, like we didn't have four setups. We had to yeah. break down and run to each thing. Oof. So it was wild and then i did all this by the way with a 10 week old child at oh, the wow. time so this it was is like insane yeah it was a do you hate yourself i mean apparently dude because <laughs> this is so much work first off like yeah and editing yourself is oh like God. hearing yourself seeing yourself everybody hates it especially even if you're a performer it never yeah. gets easier so like having to edit my own and see that and like god damn it but it was uh it was cool to do because you know it was one of those things of like i know i i learned how to edit in college so i'm like uh -huh. i can do it and i've edited like all my clips over the years and stuff but yeah. i was like eh, let me i always wanted to, i want love to like direct other people's specials and stuff like that at some point oh, so i'm like awesome. but i'll never edit again after that that was enough so but i also looked into it i've talked to people at netflix and stuff and we're in a world now where it's like this is the the TikTokification of society where uh -huh. things are like, I realize people don't need an hour from me. You know what I mean? If you're like one of the most, five, the five or six famous comics, they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, give them an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody wants, they have the, the giant enough fan base that demands that. But even then, like they don't really need to put out that much time. Because there's so much of them out. There's so much of it. And it's just like, dude, if you click on a video that's an hour, it's like the second you see it, you're like, Fuck. All right. I got to like, you have to like com mentally commit to watching it. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I cut this thing down, dude. This is just, this is 20 minutes. I just oh, have a wow. 20 minute thing. I just show like highlights from each of the rooms. It moves. It's fast. It's like, if you see something that's 20 minutes, you're like, all right, I'll start it now. And then you can. Less than a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. But it's pretty much right in line with the TV show. Because yeah. again, I talked to people on Netflix and they were like, they said the average watch time of an hour comedy special on Netflix is like 24 minutes. So like, which wow. is again, right in line with like a sitcom, like 22 minutes plus eight for commercials. So sure. it's like, that's yeah. like exactly the thing. So I just wanted it to be like a cool little experiment that people got to like see me do these rooms feel nice and quick and then i still and the have... cutting fast is good too because that's the way our brain works exactly yeah, yeah just at, at any time that it felt and here's how i this is probably the most ringing endorsement i could have of it uh -huh. i'm able to watch i was able to watch it when it was finished and not want to kill myself at the end of it you know what i mean so there i could go. watch my own of it for 20 minutes and be like that's not bad all right i'm pretty proud of that <laughs> so that's that's the best endorsement because normally when you're watching your own stuff you're like oh my god every minute's an hour you know it feels like a nightmare so yeah it's out now please go watch it youtube.com slash mike vini comedy it's not out yet or uh, else i would have watched yes yes for sure yeah at the time of recording it comes out in like 24 hours so it'll Ooh, be but beautiful. yeah
But uh, this is very exciting. That's it, man. Yeah, that's it. And I just I'm gonna start doing things like that more. I just want to just so there's a, like uh, literally it feels like four comedy specials a week come out now. Uh-huh, yes. And it just felt like doing something different besides just kind of like here's an hour in one room straight in front of this. It just felt like a more fun, you know. I try I to th- I try to think outside the box a little bit with yeah. that stuff. So. Get ours on you. Have them sucked in. Yeah. Because you your clips kill. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I try. So funny, you know? so. I put out the first comedy special I did, which was an hour at you know during in, the pan, like literally. Oh, uh, yeah, it was like a week, a week uh, before I think the pandemic started, or maybe it was like a week after the pandemic started. Uh-huh. And so, depending who you ask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is it is funny because it you know it blew up and the clips did really really well, and I yeah. was so mad at the time because it's just so funny like the the you know when you have time to process things you know what i mean because at the time i was so mad because you know the clips were doing well people were i was getting all these new followers everybody was like when are you coming to chicago when are you coming to portland when are you coming to all these places and i i was like of course like the second i people want to see me tour i can't tour because of the fucking world and uh-huh. but i also like with re- in retrospect i'm like the reason that it blew up is because of the pandemic is because everyone was home sure. everyone had free time everyone wanted to watch things so like a lot of comics had nothing new to put out. I had put out like, I, you know, I had a full hour of clips to put out. It, yeah, it actually ended up being literally the best thing that could have happened. So it's amazing. I'm I started COVID. That's exactly yeah, what I'm trying go. to say. On yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I released the the Wuhan. Uh, you know, I, I went to that that uh, fucking whatever that was. I don't know. <laughs> Well, don't do anything this time that your special's out, okay? Yeah, I want yeah. To still be in the world. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a new plague might be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to plug besides the special? Just that. I am Mike Feeney on social media, but yeah, just watch a special. That'd be great. watch a special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robbie, anything you want to plug? Just a podcast. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, keep subscribing to that Patreon. Uh, keep sharing the clips. Uh, all right, Robbie, hit the music. <laughs>